0: You're listening to the AID Network. This is the story of a beautiful place known as the happiest place on earth and all of its history, its secrets, and its tricks that you may find if your mind believes in design and you allow your heart to believe in magic. Step inside and become a citizen of Disneyland. Hello friends, hello citizens of Disneyland. Today I have a little bit of a different episode for you. I'm going solo this week and don't worry, everything is still fine between Jared and I. It's just, as you may have noticed, it's sort of strange times right now. And Jared and I are getting together. We're recording an episode all about It's a Small World because, well, I don't think the world has felt this small to any of us in quite a long time. That'll be coming out for you next week. But I had so much fun last week taking a lap around Disneyland with my friend, Philander Butler, that I thought that I think right now, I know I personally, I still need some Disneyland help me through these dark days. I need that flickering light in the window of the firehouse to tell me everything is going to be all right. So today, for the first time ever on Disneyland for Designers, I'm hitting record, going in by myself, and I want to try to share with you the question that I get asked the most. Why do I love Disneyland? So sit back and enjoy. It's a different type of episode, but these are different types of times, and hopefully this one cheers you up and it makes you think yourself about all the great times you've had there, all the people that you've gone with, and you'll ask yourself the same question, why do I love this place so much? Easy question to ask, hard question to answer, so sit right back and enjoy episode 14 of Disneyland for Designers, the first ever solo version. One of the number one questions I've been asked as a die-hard, devoted Disneyland fan, as people that don't quite get it, don't quite understand. Maybe they've been there once or twice, but in my estimation, with the wrong crowd and the wrong company, in the wrong mindset, I seem to always get asked, sometimes in a loving way, a, a, a natural curiosity, and sometimes in a way that feels downright insulting, and I know you've been there, I know you felt this before, so I thought today, while I'm sitting on this bench, just a stone's throw from the hub, from the partner statue, I thought I'd try to explain why I love Disneyland so much. I'm fortunate enough to have the Disney Signature Plus Passport. I really do wish there was better names for these, like Mickey Level, but I have the Disney Signature Plus Passport, which means that I can go to Disneyland every single day of the year. Now, this pass costs me $1,449 annually. I pay all at once, one time, get it over with. This is the thing that I buy myself each and every year that I never Ever feel guilty about not a drop of guilt and I'm somebody that when I spend money I can have a little bit of guilt because for so long in my life I had no money and I know so many people that are working hard and struggling so I'm not devaluing how much money this is but this is one moment in my life like buying groceries gas for the car or to pay a rent or mortgage this is a moment where I have no guilt because for three dollars and 96 cents per day throughout the year. I get something that is more valuable to me than $3 and 96 cents could ever be. You see, I'm in love with the idea that Disneyland is always there. Even when I'm not, I love the concept that I'm paying for the days. That I'd never get to go there. But it always gives me peace knowing that even though I'm not a part of it, it's still happening without me. I've always loved the idea that Disneyland is alive. It's breathing. It's full of people having an amazing time. And even though I'm not there, it still is mine. I still have a key in my wallet. A key into the kingdom. On times when I'm not there, out of a curiosity, I enjoy pulling out my iPhone and just looking at the wait times. Sometimes it's from the couch. Sometimes it's from my office. Sometimes when I'm in a spot in life that I don't want to be in, there's something about looking at the Disneyland wait times that brings me joy. Every Monday comes around, I cannot wait to read the Mice Chat article that shows everything that's happening at the park that week. That has been a religious ceremony of mine for seven years now. And it's the joy of knowing that all of these things are happening without me. The last couple of years, I've gotten into watching videos from Adam Lewu and Justin Scard, who do such a good job of going into the park and taking us all with them with a handheld camera. ...with my friend Mr. Cheesy Pop... ...I enjoy seeing my skinny friend Max... ...eat so much food that I'll probably... ...never really venture into... ...and I guess... ...now that I think about it... ...maybe sometimes... ...I'm that person... ...for some of you. But even though... ...I wasn't there... ...every day... ...that I was paying for... ...I was. Because the spirit of Disneyland... ...the spirit of what it represents... That stays with me every single day. The spirit of the park is a part of me, and I feel connected to it, knowing that it's happening, knowing that it exists. makes everything else feel a little bit better because it's a place where once you're there, nothing else matters. Nothing else exists. Once you go to Anaheim, get into the parking lot, Take that beautiful tram. Driver, are you ready? Ha, ha It all melts away. Walking beneath that tunnel that reads, Here you leave today and enter the world of yesterday, tomorrow, and fantasy. A Disneyland really is a world of yesterday. It feels to me, and maybe this is a bit of the design of it, But it feels like a world of different values because it looks like a different time. Something about Disneyland makes me want to be the best version of myself. I like to honor it and what it symbolizes. When I go there, I like to be a part of it. I like to be a part of the show. And part of that is being a part of Main Street USA where I'm sitting right now around architecture and design, a time that I've never fully lived in, but a time that I've seen in movies, that I've seen in old black and white TV shows, a time when life just seemed so much simpler than it does right now. So when I'm here, I like to get doors for people. I like to assist moms with strollers. I inject patience and pause in moments of my life where sadly, sometimes in the real world, I don't have that pause or patience. I think about it all the time. What is it about this place that brings out the best in me? Maybe it's the cast members. Maybe it's that positive peer pressure of their happiness, their cheerfulness, their excitement to always do the best job possible for you makes me want to do the best job possible for everyone else. But then again, maybe it's the immaculate landscaping Maybe it's being in a place that is so pristine and perfect makes you want to rise to the opportunity to be as perfect, to be as beautiful as all that surrounds you. Or maybe as I alluded to earlier, it's that classic American design, a time that I was never really a part of, but always seemed less complicated than the time I was existing in an old black and white TV. Mom and dad are always together. There's no split family there. Son's called sport. Daughter likes to play with her dolls. And I know in many ways we've progressed beyond some of that world. But there's a little core of innocence that exists in that old media that I find when I'm sitting here on this bench. It inspires me to act out more of a classic behavior. I enjoy saying, yes sir, no ma'am, thank you, and please. Because here... That's just expected of me because everything around me has been designed in a way to make all my real worlds disappear and go away. So therefore, without that stress weighing me down, there's no reason to not be anything other than cheerful, other than pleasant, other than polite, other than a friend to anyone that needs one. The sign claims a world of fantasy And there is a fantasy here, the fantasy that dreams can come true. And for this one day, you can't actually get away. Inside the walls of Disneyland, you never see out. You're always fully immersed in the immersive storytelling that this is where you're at. And whichever land you're standing in right now, it's the only land that exists. And everything outside the walls is just on pause. It can wait for another time. For an hour, you can see people that are truly happy. And I always try to remember myself as someone who's been over 500 times and goes every single week. Every time you and I go to Disneyland, someone there, it's the first time. Someone there, it's their last time. And somebody there, it's their only time. You can't take it for granted. You can't talk over parts of the ride. You can't be a bad neighbor because somebody's seen it for the first time. Somebody doesn't know this, but they'll never make it back. And someone, this is the only chance in their life that they're able to come to California and walk through the gates of Disneyland. And that excitement from all of those different people, that excitement creates a magic that is real as anything that you can hold or touch. I enjoy just sitting here. I don't need to ride any attractions today. I don't need to eat any of the treats, although I won't say no. I enjoy just sitting here and seeing all of these families that are together. No screens in front of their face. No split time who's got you on this weekend or every other Wednesday night or the third Friday of every week. Families are together. Unified in their pursuit to make it the most magical day that they can put together as a family. You see friends everywhere making lifetime memories, remembering when they found the pause to get together and go to Disneyland. And I have a feeling that you felt this before. The Disneyland has a way of letting you get away from your problems so you can see the things and the people that matter the most. There's a little bit more love with everyone in your life when you're in this gate. And it's probably because for once in your life, your busy life, you can just focus on those that matter. And remember, it's important that I reach out and hold your hand every now and again. It's important that I let you know that I don't take you for granted and that I'm happy that we have this space in our life to come here and do this for a day. You can catch a buzz of people getting off the rides, the smiles on their faces, the bond of the conquest that they just conquered as a fan, and as a family coming together to go on this adventure. But a subtle thing that I love so much, and you don't even realize it until you stop and think about it. I also love that sitting here, my life sounds like a movie, where there's always a A soundtrack softly in the background that changes based on my location. But that little drop of music, that little bit of sound design, it makes all of my moods feel a little more intense. So a happy moment feels like the happiest moment. And a sad moment makes me feel my heartbeat. But that soundtrack that follows me all throughout my journey, all throughout my day, really does make this life feel so different than the life that I put on pause and left behind for the day. You see, Disneyland runs on the same type of magic that makes Christmas work. And I'll say this in a coded way in case little ones are nearby. With Christmas, we all agree upon an agreed truth, meaning certain things... We know are real, even though we also know that they're scientifically or humanly impossible. But that unity of believing in Santa Claus is the unity of believing in Disneyland. Where here truly exists a place where we can all be happy and we can all show up with an agreed upon promise that today, this afternoon, we're going to make memories that will last us for a lifetime and we can let go who we are outside the gate we don't have to worry about being cool all we have to worry about is literally just getting lost in the moment and living inside of that moment for as long as our hearts and our imaginations will allow us to me That is a tremendous value for $3 and 96 cents per day. The idea of getting to go to a yesterday that I was never a part of getting to live out a fantasy that's not real, but sure does feel real. And then, oh yeah, one other thing on the sign tomorrow now. You know my thoughts on Tomorrowland, right? In fact, I can spin around and I can look at it right now. And as I've said a thousand times, nothing says the promise of tomorrow like a Sarah face font. And even though Tomorrowland has evolved away from what it was in 55 when that plaque was put above the tunnel that we all love to walk through, I now see tomorrow as more of a metaphor. And to quote A song that maybe you've heard a time or two, to hope for a better tomorrow. Because there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow that's shining at the end of every day. And there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow, and tomorrow is just a dream away. But the thing is, is tomorrow, it's always a dream And tomorrow never, ever gets to be our reality. In fact, if you think about it, none of us ever make it to tomorrow. Because it always becomes today. Disneyland, out of all the lessons it's taught me, I think most it's taught me to always hope for a tomorrow. A chance to be a better version of myself when hopefully one day I get there. And unfortunately, as we can all see, currently, sadly, there is no tomorrow, or there is no today for Disneyland. What's touched my emotions the most, as a super fan, as someone who enjoys going to the park weekly, I'm cool with not being there right now, because... Quite realistically, I can't always be there. And even when you go a lot, you realize, "Ah, maybe I need to pump the brakes and take a day off. So I'm cool with not being there. But I'm not cool with you not being there. I'm not cool with no one at all being there right now. Because when Disneyland is open, the park itself feels like the candle in the firehouse window. Because to me, the park itself is a symbol of peace, of happiness, and of hope. And even though I'm not always there, I took comfort knowing that you always were. And someone, somewhere, called Disneyland, was always living the magic every single day. And as my friend Philander pointed out to me, When we were talking before last week's episode, there was an Imagineer that once said, now with parks all around planet Earth, the sun is always setting and rising on a Disney park 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. So even beyond my own little piece of Disneyland, it always gave me happiness knowing that somebody somewhere on this planet was always getting to live the magic. And that fun has always been contagious to me. Even if I was far away from California, I remember sitting at the gate, at JFK, in New York City, waiting for a flight, checking wait times, but not at my flight. At Disneyland, judging what kind of day was happening back home in the park. to go back there in my mind we have to go back there because i'm still going to the park right now both in pretend and in reality every single tuesday night since it's closed i'm still making my regular weekly visit you see i drive a lap around the park both parks around the outer perimeter of the entire resort every single week and i don't do a lot of filming or getting out and taking photos because it's well secured there's not really easy places to pull out and grab your camera or take a pic and i'm happy to report not offended whatsoever that every single time i've taken my late night rip around the park normally around midnight there's always a security truck ...that follows me. There's always security guards that are watching me. And I don't take any offense to it... ...because it makes me happy to know... ...she's safe. She's being taken care of. But seeing the Mickey fun wheel... ...and I'm not going to say it... ...there's too much pain right now. I, I'm in too much pain, Pixar. Pal around. Ah, damn it, I said it. But seeing the Mickey fun wheel... ...glowing by the moon... And not by its own lights. It's a hard one to stomach. And seeing the dark scream tubes and a Tower of Terror that you can hardly see from Harbor. And yeah, I call it a Tower of Terror. I'm mourning right now. So I'm going to call these attractions the way I want to call them. The way I want to see them. And when I rip around the backside, the dark spires from the blackest of Black Spire outposts. It all does make me feel a little sad. But sad in the same way that I can equate to the last time that I got to visit my Momo, who's Kentucky for Grandma. That's what Momo means to me. I remember seeing her in the hospital, and I knew it was getting ready to happen. I knew this would probably be our last or second to last time we got to hang out and be together wouldn't miss that dark moment for the world because just seeing her just being with her made me feel at peace so circling a dark park it's not the memory that i want but it's the memory the moment that i'm happy to have if that makes any sense whatsoever and every time when I'm just getting ready to complete my loop and I'm coming back up Harbor past the sign that says all Disney parks closed, Oof, knife right into the heart past the blue Disneyland sign that has, for the while now gone dark. I do see one part of the park that still gives me hope. It's the monorail track that aligns up with Harbor. It's still lit. It's still a part of the community. And it always reminds me of Walt's vision of tomorrow. And what he had always dreamed Disneyland would be, even though he'd never live to see it fully realized. That monorail track that exits the park and runs along Harbor That was Walt's way of showing the world what we're doing here is real. It doesn't all need to hide behind trees and mountains made by men. What we're doing here is a real experience. It's a real promise, a real commitment to our guests. That imagination, a dreamer's way of seeing the way a city can be designed. The way experience can be designed. The way our lives, an afternoon, a vacation, a day, an hour, a minute can be designed. There can always be a better way to do it. When you put the values and ideas of what people want ahead of what's convenient or what already exists. That monorail track that's still sitting out there, it reminds me... Of the moment where Disneyland's fantasy touches reality, I think reminds me or allows me to understand that this place is real. All these emotions are real and they're valid because ultimately Disneyland is a promise. It's a promise that we make to our kids that we'll take them if they behave. It's a promise we make to our friends, that I will put a spot in my calendar, I will block out everything else, and we will just get to be together. But it's also a promise that we make to ourselves. I will go here. I will accept that this is real. I will become a part of this. I won't fight against it. I will submit my feelings to the idea that we're all happier when we all believe in this together promise that we make to ourselves that as long as we want to we can always get back to Disneyland there's an interesting thing about people where we will always find a way we will always find the means to get back to where we want to go and to what matters the most to us so somehow even though you and I are both busy we always find the time and even though Things can get a little tight. We always find the money. We always find the means. You can always fit in and you can always afford what matters the most to you. So for me, spending less than $4 a day buys me not only the time of my life, but it buys me a peace of mind, the best of times. A place that I know that I can go and get away and a place that even if I'm not there, at least I have the permission or the ability to dream about it and to think about it every single day. I guess if I was to say why it is that I love Disneyland, it's because it represents the best in people. And that's why every time I'm there, I try to be the best citizen of Disneyland that I can be. Well, at least that's one of the reasons I love Disneyland citizenship still pending no button for Bricky Mouse I hope you enjoyed this sort of deep and different look at the park Jared will return next week we'll get back to business as usual we're going to examine everything we can about it's a small world because never in our lives has the world felt as small or as connected as it does right now but I think During this bizarre moment, I'm going to try to do Disneyland for designers in some fashion once a week, because mentally just going there takes me away from everything else. There's a lot happening right now. A little bit of yesterday, a little bit of fantasy, and a hope for a better tomorrow. I think it's the medicine that I need, and hopefully you need as well. Hey friend, until the next time we meet, live the magic every single day.